Welcome back to the Access Code Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the Fly Pod himself, Cody. On this week's episode, I recap a Dallas trip I just took while I went to go see the JoJo concert. I do a review on God Don't Make Mistakes and Turn and Talk for, and as always, two for two. So let's do it. Another episode of a doggy dog tale. You know me well. You know I'm coming by the smell. I'm here when you see the weed smoke in the air. Party people wave your hands like you just don't care. Equip your enthusiasm. You up on this nigga from the east side. This nigga born ready, serve a nigga ether with the pen off the Haiti. This nigga flow is dead. Where we at? Right here, Snoop Dogg, I'm with the G child. Play something, let me fuck you up just with this freestyle. For sure, but let's make a real record with real effort. Cause my pen game is lethal cyanide mixed with ether. Spit nothing but them hits out. The chronic put the word up on this shit. Snoopy been about. I wrote it down, need a backup. Called the hounds on worldwide. You know the voice, you know the sound. Painted like Picasso, my spot on top of the charts. You ain't fucking with the dog. I do this shit every day. I don't play with this here. Just look at my resume. I'm probably pimp of the year. That's what all the players say. My smooth tone, repping for the blue zone. Crip shit for niggas to get their groove on. I tell my street life glory in the East Side story. I got that Hall of Fame pin game. Nigga ain't shit changed. Still leave you niggas assed out like Ben Rames. Ever since I started, I've been all about big things. Grip it, curve it, flip it, and serve it. I'm at your service, so don't get nervous. These are words coming from the dog, and everything I do is lit. Yes, sir. Hopping right along, trying to get my party on. definitely going to start the episode a little differently this week by saying this. So if you work, especially in an office setting or have worked in an office setting, and you're probably probably going to be either one or two people in this particular thing, I'm going to say, okay? So you know what's crazy is that when we work in an office setting, lunchtime is always uh, a doozy. I don't know what word to use in this particular case. And it's so crazy how when we go through, you know, the lunchtime at our job, if you bring food back into the office, you just have people who at the moment that's not eating anything or whatever, or didn't think about the food. They always ask certain questions like what? Um, Why you didn't get me none? Or would you get that from? Or are you eating good over there? Are you not going to share? All that type stuff, right? So you go up and, you know, you got a little money you want to spend. You're a little hungry, you know, so you might go get you a nice little juicy burger or a nice little steak or a good pasta or some pizza or something, tacos, you know, whatever you want to, you know, you want to eat good or whatever, you know, all the fixings with it, the sides, fries, mashed potatoes, broccoli, you know, whatever, you know, even maybe you got your nice little beverage, a Coke, a Pepsi, a Mountain Dew with some lemonade, whatever, right? So, this is why I think the energy needs to be kept all throughout everything. Because people will say those things, how I just mentioned about the food. 
But why is it that when you bring food that's leftovers from dinner the night before, why don't nobody say that the same stuff they said about when you brought like food from like, I don't know, uh, Wingstop or uh, McDonald's or, you know, some pizza, you know, some Chinese food or whatever. Why nobody give that same energy? Like, like, I hope I'm opening up your mind because I know a lot of y'all have either been on one side of you getting the food and people ask you this or you're one of the people that ask that shit. So specifically the people who ask the shit, why y'all ask that shit? How come when, when, if I bring over some, a, a nice eight piece wings, you know, lemon pepper, preferably from Wingstop, you always want to ask, mm, that smells good. You're not going to share why you didn't give me none. But when I bring over this meatloaf, you don't say that. Why is that? I hope I'm opening your mind because, because th- th- that's crazy to me. How we go through that shit, but nobody want to keep the same energy for the, the food we make at home. You know, just because I had a little bit of money to, to, to spend on some lunch food. I spent money for the groceries. You know, that should be a pillar. My wife threw down on these uh these uh stuffed shelves, you know, or or this or this chili hidden. I'm telling you, y'all gotta we gotta keep that same energy up for everything. This is episode 44 of the Access Code Podcast. I don't know. I'm sorry, y'all. That I been it's this didn't happen to me recently, but this happened to me before. I hate when I bring food. Back into the office. I, you know what? I'm saying this because I don't think anybody know that, that I work with know that I got a podcast. I'm saying this because, one, if you know I have one, because I'm not gonna, I'm not sharing it out there. Look, I put it out publicly, but I'm not going to announce that shit at work. I'm just being honest. But this is episode 44. And, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. If you did listen to it because, uh, you know, if you're a wrestling fan or non-wrestling fan or just whatever, you know, that's one of my favorite ones, especially for the one-year anniversary show. Now we get into year two. Hopefully, you know, like I said, I'm applying that pressure for the, you know, for here on out. But, uh, yeah, so let's kind of get into this. One thing is, uh, I know I had talked about the Thunder a lot of times on the show. As you guys are listening to this, the next day, tomorrow on Wednesday, I will be going to my first Thunder game in two years, in two years, and um, yeah, I don't know how it's gonna go, but I think they're gonna lose. So yeah, uh, you know the Thunder. I already said on the first the episode of the before the very first game that they weren't gonna win thirty games. Now I'm reporting as of today they only have won twenty as I'm recording this. So. We almost into next season, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I gotta be right about this. So they have to win eleven games before the season's over with. I don't think it's gonna happen, but that's neither here or there. Also, something I have not done in a long time will be going to Dallas, and I'm going to recap real quick for you a trip that I went to Dallas for the first time in three years. So Charisma and I decided back in October, you know, when we saw that this particular artist that I'm about to mention is going on tour and we noticed that she's going to Dallas and it's on a weekend, we got to buy tickets. So JoJo, one of my favorite performers I've talked about, I think I talked about, I know I used her for the two for Tuesday segment, but y'all, I I mean, for me, I had a crush on uh, JoJo back when I was in middle school. 
when she first came out because I found out me and her around the same age. Like, I think I'm a year older than her or whatever. And so, you know, and I think her voice is just, it's, it's so good. I love the way she sings. And I have to preface this, just JoJo. Because when I told people I was going to a JoJo concert, a lot of them probably was thinking JoJo CY or whatever, how she say her last name. No, I am not going to, even though this, this, this woman is probably like just as old as me. I'm not going to see so Jojo Siwa. I'm just seeing Jojo, you know, so I'm just let me purpose that. Um, but what's crazy about the trip was uh, we didn't know how it was going to go because every time we drive to Dallas, it's always a, a good time. Like I've driven in Dallas in April and in September. Well, we decided to go on this particular weekend that the concert was and it was snowing that weekend in Oklahoma, of course. And uh, I, I don't like driving in the snow to work. So I'm like, yo, but I mean, God's got me. And you know, let's 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 just do it. Fuck it. We already got the tickets. I'm not selling these tickets now. You know, and then so we got our, our normal hotel. And this is so crazy because the first time we ever took a trip together was 10 years ago when we when we first initially got together. So going to Dallas 10 years later to the exact same hotel that we stayed at the first time, you know, I love stuff like that. Um but driving in the snow was crazy. It, not like in a bad way. It was to the point where like it's normally three hours from Oklahoma City to Dallas. And so it took us probably four hours because I was driving about 30, 40 miles per hour just because I didn't want to slip in the, like slip and slide on the snow and shit. Because we did see cars on the, on the side that needed assistance. And so we didn't want to lose control of the vehicle, of course. But luckily enough, towards the middle, about trying to get there, it wasn't snowing no more. So I was able to, you know, increase that speed up a little bit. But one thing we had to do when we got into Texas was to go to Bucky's. She's never been, and I've never driven there myself. I've been there, but never physically driven there but y'all it, it it left up to what it needed to you know you go to the bathrooms the cleanest bathrooms in any public place i will debate that because if anybody has any anything different let me know so i know when i go there i can go to the bathroom knowing there's not gonna be all funk and, and looking like a truck stop and shit i mean bucky's pretty much a truck stop but it's the cleanest one you'll go to um, we, we picked up a couple of brisket sandwiches because, I mean, you need to, and then she got a taste of it and everything like that. We got to the hotel, we ate some Shake Shack for lunch and everything. Um, and then we decided to have us a little date night, you know, compliments of my, my sister and my brother-in-law. They gave us a, a gift certificate to this place called Fogo de Child. I'm probably saying it wrong because it's one of the places where it's like designer where you, if you can't pronounce it, like it's Richard Millet, not Richard Millie. So whatever we ate there. Definitely, um, definitely a different experience because it's a Brazilian steakhouse. So if you have the cards, you know, they come up and they slice the meat and stuff like that. At one point I forgot my card was green. So I got all these meats on there. So grilled chicken, sausage, steak, um, pork, uh, grilled chicken all these different meats and stuff like that gives us a couple of sides one of them was like bananas something one was like some mashed potatoes and all that but yeah it was definitely an experience and uh so i would definitely recommend it to anyone that would like to just go ahead and expand outside your palate sometimes whatever um but the next day which was the concert um that afternoon we did you know we had some fun activities we went to the museum of illusions y'all let me tell you that was fun and because of the fact that it was like 
it was like a small building for it, but it's worth it when you go in. We sitting there and, uh, you know, we in this thing where, like, she's taller than me and stuff like that. Some things that when we, we had to really pay attention to because if we didn't get it, there was somebody that came by there was like, oh, this is what it is and stuff. We took incredible pictures and stuff. And then a lot of stuff was just freaky as all hell. So I'm going to tell you this. If you are someone who consumes in marijuana or any other type of drug, I'm going to let you know this right now. Don't go in there high. Why? Because you will lose your shit. I'm giving you the heads up. I'm sober, of course. Well, I went in and I was just thinking to myself, I can't imagine if somebody on some shit and they just in there and because whatever they thinking is what they'll be thinking or whatever. Um, but also because it was around the Deep Ellum area where the concert was going to be. But before we go to the concert, of course, got to get some lunch. Got to hit my favorite barbecue spot, Bacon Lodge. I'm telling y'all right now, that's the best barbecue I've ever had in my entire life. And if you are someone who is going to WrestleMania this weekend, definitely go check out Bacon Lodge. I have tweeted that. I have put it out as much as possible. So enough of y'all will see it. If anybody pays attention to that, please definitely go check that out. You know, um, it was cool. But there was one thing. Deep Ellum is somewhere that I've only been to in the afternoon. I've never been to at night or at least the deep part of Deep Ellum, I should say. And the reason why is because it's, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, it's like a little mini city and stuff. And it's, if you're someone that's into like, say Austin, if you were at South by Southwest, it's kind of like the small version of that to me personally, with a lot of the bars, the concert venues and the restaurants and everything like that. But parking is a bitch. And I'm going to tell you, I lucked up on some parking for that, but then I was hoping I luck up on some parking for the concert because the concert was also in Deep Ellum. As a matter of fact, when we left Bacon Lodge, we passed through the venue and we saw a tour bus thinking it was JoJo's, but not necessarily could have been hers because when we got back into Deep Ellum that night trying to find parking, we go past the venue the same exact way when we left in the afternoon and noticed that there was a long line outside the venue. So we get there, we thinking like, why is people still waiting outside? The door is open. It should have opened at least about 30 minutes ago because the doors open at 7, show starts at 8. So we wanted to make sure we, you know, try to get some parking. But you know what's crazy? Is that the parking that costs the most is the worst parking spots. Have y'all noticed that? Because I spent 40 and we about eight miles away from where we parked to where the venue is. That's how crazy that shit is. Um, even it, it was it was it was tight, it was sketchy. I was just God, gotta come up with a plan. So here's the thing: before we even left for Dallas, I go to a website where any big performers, I want to know what their set list is. So when I go there, at least I'm aware just in case of what they're gonna perform. So I know when the parts I'm gonna be excited, have my camera ready and I can tape it and everything like that. Um, well. I noticed with her set list, I was like, look, this is when we're going to leave. I pointed to the song. I wanted her to know that when we're done, we're not going to see the whole thing because we got to get back. And I'm not about to be in this traffic and all this shit. So it is what it is. So we, you know, we go there. We eventually realize that there's two concerts going on at the same time. JoJo's performing at the studio at the factory. Next to is the Bomb Factory. They just changed the name to The Factory, but Bomb Factory nonetheless, which is the bigger venue. Um, a lot of people that go to the Erica Badu concerts, that's where they always go. Well, what happened was is the Black Pumas performing at the 
the Bond Factory and JoJo's performing at the studio at the factory. So a lot of people that was waiting for the Black Pumas was in the same line as us, but then so they had to separate the lines for less confusion. I don't even know why they had two concerts on the exact same day. Now for them, it's probably the money situation. For a lot of us, it was just it kind of was an inconvenience because we, you know, people probably was probably was walking into the wrong building without realizing what it is, unless the people really are like pointing you in the right direction, of course. So we get there. You know, it's a lot of people in the building. Um, her opening performer, Quinn, we only heard a song and a half. We did not hear a whole thing because we was outside the whole time waiting to get in. But when JoJo came out, y'all, it was worth it. Driving through the snow, worth it. Trying to find that parking, but not, I'm not going to say the price. Like, $40 was a lot, but, you know, whatever. But all that was worth it. She sounded incredible. Performing songs. From her album, Good to Know, performing the songs from our last project, uh, Try Not to Think About It, in which that hits a little different for me because a lot of stuff was about anxiety and depression. And as well as everyone should know, if you listen to the show, I have anxiety, I have depression. So I love the music that you can you can listen to where it's from artists that you like and they go through the same stuff that we all go because we're all human. But when I tell y'all she sounded so good live, that was probably one of the best concerts I can say I've been to. It was my first like real R&B concert because I don't consider Beyonce R&B. She's a little bigger than that. But for JoJo, her voice sounded good. She looked great with her outfit and everything. Her uh, background singer did well. Um, her band, I love when they have a band with, with their sets and stuff. When she got to like the song Dissolve, that's my favorite song. That literally became my favorite song of hers. And it's just a song she came out just, uh, her album did last last year, I'm telling you, or EP, but whatever. Honestly, this album was one of the best ones, especially when she hit them runs in that second verse. I was waiting for that. I needed my camera to be ready. Um, But I, I love the songs that she did. She even did Marvin's Room. And I'm be honest with you guys. I listened to JoJo, as I mentioned, back when I was in middle school. And then it was just years go by. I never really heard anything from her, not knowing that she was really going through issues with her label and everything like that. But then the rise of like Marvin's Room when everyone had a freestyle, she had one. She had the best one in my eyes. You know what? Fuck it. I've decided I'm going to make that one of my two for twosies this week. The JoJo version of Marvin's Room. But she performed it. Sounded so good. Um... Just and she even did weak because she got that voice for it, she can do it. It sounded so good, y'all. Y'all, for real, if you have not seen JoJo perform live, do yourself a favor. She's still on tour, I think her tour's almost over. If it's hope, hopefully, by the time this comes out, if it's not over with, please go see it. If it's around your city, go check it out and everything like that. Um, definitely, I can't wait till she comes out with a new project because if she do. The same thing. And plus, I love when artists, when they do their tours, they perform all of their catalog mixtures and matches and stuff. I heard something from everything. But when she was done with her set, she uh, she came back for the encore part, and I realized Love, uh, love I'm sorry, Leave Get Out. When she performed that one, that was going to be the song after she's done with it. We was going to go back to the car because I'm not about to be in this traffic in, in this uncomfortable situation. I don't want my depression and anxiety to build up because... That's going to happen. So I'm going to prevent all that. Let's get to the car. So when she did that, we, we left and everything. I wish we would have stayed for the whole thing. But I could tell you, 
I'm loving the pictures and stuff that she's putting online from the tour and everything. She sounded so good. Jojo, if you ever listening to this, I'm going to let you know this right now. You were amazing live. I cannot wait to see you in, in concert again because that can't be the last time. The first and only, no, no, no. I got to continue to go. So, yeah, that was great. But, um, but yeah, that was my Dallas trip. It was so much fun, especially for Charisma and I. We were thinking about that the whole time, especially for us. We haven't really gotten out since 2019. So that was our first trip in three years and uh, I can't wait for us to do some more I know a lot of artists that we enjoy right now are on tour or hopefully we get to see them and everything like that since I'm not going to Wrestlemania this week that was pretty much my Wrestlemania for me where I'm in Dallas for the for the thing and and everything but um since I recapped a trip I gotta recap an album or two so let's get into the next segment all right, so let's get into these album reviews real quick. And I got to talk about two guys from the same team, from the same city that's also related to each other. They are cousins. Let's start off with the older one, Mr. The Machine himself, Conway. Y'all, I know I had said on the uh, Random Combos podcast when I recapped when this album came out back in February 25th, I had said that I didn't initially like it as much as I thought I was. And... Of course, since it's been some time since the project came out to what I'm listening to now, I think it was just because sometimes when I go in listening to projects with the expectations, I always go in with like, you know what, I think this project is, you know, I judge it off the last one and or the ones they talked about. So two years ago, he came out with to, from, from a king to a guy. And a lot of people were saying that God Don't Make Mistakes was a better project. Now, I don't know if it was just music he wound up using for like my uh La Machina or La Machina I should say because I've definitely mispronounced that so many times on the podcast but um it was just it was a different element of it and I needed to be in the right headspace to listen to this project so I can definitely tell you one thing um first thing me personally the only songs I think that he really should have kept a guest feature from and this is me doing these reviews and I'm just you know this is an opinion I felt like the only ones is the song he had with the drum work team with his with his guys, you know, Westside and Com- uh, Westside and Benny, I should say, and then also uh, the song with Jill Scott and Wallow. Even though Wallow was really he just had an interlude, but like actually like performing, it was just really the Jill Scott one, the Griselda one, and the drum work one. That's to me the only ones he could have just had a feature on because you know a lot of songs he can just rock by himself and it's all good. Uh, but at the end of the day, still a solid project. Um, so I know he had started out the project with Lock Low, and that is with Beanie Siegel. Now, of course, anyone that may pay attention to old Rockefeller to what it is today for Griselda, they definitely have similarities. I can see it for each other, especially like Conway has a song called Single with State Property and stuff. Like, he definitely enjoys that element, so it's cool to see him. Now, I know it's a little different because with Beanie Siegel's voice is different since his, uh, his accident and everything, it's, it's cool. But at the same time, you know, uh, I definitely would have put that if, if he ever did a deluxe edition of the album, that would be one of the songs I would put in the deluxe edition. But that's just me. Um, Tear Gas with Rick Ross and Lil Wayne. I Like I said earlier, for the only songs I feel like he could have had a feature on, he could have did this by himself. He did a good job on it. But I mean, hey, if you got to get that Ross feature, that Wayne feature, I'm not mad at you. So go ahead and get that. Uh, for Piano Love, I did hear this live in concert when he was in Atlanta, um, and he performed it like, you know, because at the time, God Don't Make Mistakes was actually supposed to come out in October, but it wound up getting pushed back to February of this year, so 
you know, maybe he had more tracks to do. Maybe he couldn't get some sample clearances. We don't know with the situation. Uh, but Piano Love, produced by Alchemist, I thought it was a pretty solid song. This would have been a song I would have added to a bonus track, but that's just me. Um, definitely the drum work song, I know it had mixed feelings because of the fact that a lot of people probably was just like, you know, maybe they could have went without it or they didn't like certain things. But I, I, I'm happy that he fucks with his team because it's his team. You know, with Love, uh, Love the Genius and as well as Jay Skeezy. I think that it was a, a pretty solid track and it also needed to be on there. So I wasn't mad at it personally. Oh, uh, but I will say this. The Wild Chapter songs produced by Hit Boy with T.I. and Novel. I'm going to be honest with you. Wasn't really my favorite. Uh, but, you know, hey, you've got the song paid for. You You know, you got the beat from Hit Boy. I, I can understand that. But I will say this. It's cool to see Novel the fact that he is done music for Slaughterhouse as well as Griselda. So that's pretty awesome. I will say that. Um, but Guilty, I'm actually, I'm going to say this. From this point on, the album sounded incredible. As in, like, the second half really was strong to me. Starting with Guilty, uh, produced by Bink. And it's cool because how I mentioned that when Conway was with, you know, Stay Proper, or with Beanie Seagull, I should say. Bink is that old producer, you know, you heard him on the, the Blueprint and all that, you know, producing a lot of stuff for, for Single and a lot of those people. I'm happy he was able to get him on there. I love the fact that Conway will go back to get them old producers like a Havoc or, a, a, you know, GJ Premier. You know, he's I remember him getting on there with Rock Wilder, you know, and, and Eric Sermon. I like the fact that he he's still part of the element. Like I grew up on it, I'm a, I'm a fuck with it. So I did like that. But the John Woo Flick song, one of my favorite songs from the three. I mean, the video was good, you know, spray 80, you know, make the baby woke up. I like that. But let me tell you this, stressed is definitely the best song on the project. And it's telling because I love how artists really like to give a little bit more of themselves to the public. That's what we need more from our artists to open up more because a lot of people go through the situations. If you are tackling on anxiety and depression, I can fuck with that because I go through that and it's nice to hear someone kind of just open themselves up to let us know what's going on in a sense where a lot of artists don't like to do that or a lot of labels don't want to hear their artists doing that but that's very helpful like a lot of songs we've got to speak for me because they got to motivate me because if you go through it and i go through it we all human at least you can be able to perform it better than i can so stress is the best song and my favorite from the project um he even did the video for it and everything um the fact that we found out that he lost a child and you know his cousin committed suicide and everything it was a it was one of those telling things that you know like he's opened it up a little bit more especially how he did with the cow i consider that a, a conway song more than i do for west side just because he's talking about the experience with machine gun black and everything but wallow being on the song towards the end was a good fit the fact that i listened to the breakfast club interview he said he was trying to put that in the beginning it's good thing they put it at the end and that song really was telling uh, so much more from Justice League. I liked it. You know, just nice little solid song and everything like that. Chanel Pearls with Jill Scott. I enjoyed this feature. I love when Jill Scott gets on as a feature from the, the hip-hop tracks because, you know, she does our thing. Like how she did with the song with Big Crit and everything. I enjoy Jill Scott getting in these type of elements because, you know, it, it's like when you listen to a song, you be like, oh, she sounds perfect on it. And she did. Um, but definitely something that I enjoy. I most likely will make that a two for Tuesdays because I enjoy the song that much. 
Um, last two songs, Babas, and also the title track, Don't God Don't Make Mistakes. Really good songs, uh, both produced by either Derringer or Alchemist, but I enjoyed that so much. Um, so like I said, when I listened to it, a better headspace, this project is a lot better than I had thought originally. Um, I, but at the same time, uh, this was his shady debut. And I think this is the only album we're going to hear from him on the Shady debut. I think he's about to just now solely do more of his drum work uh, stuff. But at the same time, you know, Conway always performing. But someone else that always is performing in an album that I could not wait till it come out. And that is Tenor Talk 4 by Benny the Butcher. Y'all, for real, this is with my third album review for Benny the Butcher. And I tell y'all. He always delivers. And each project I, I've done, each one since then, has gotten better. Because last, the first episode of my podcast, I reviewed The Plugs I Met 2. This one, Tenor Talk 4. Tenor Talk 3, to me, was the best album that came out in 2018. And that was the one of the last best music years. Because everybody had some five-star projects. I'm just keeping it all the way 100. But nonetheless, I'm telling you. I can see this being album of the year before the year is over with. And, and I'm just saying, you got to wow me. But this is definitely not going to leave the list. I can tell you that now. Um, starting the song off with Johnny P's Caddy, which is named after uh, Benny the Butcher's dad, actually. Uh, Johnny Penny. At the same time, you know, um, I love the fact that, you know, Wes decided to call it that and everything. But the feature from J. Cole. Cole spit possibly, to me, the best verse I've ever heard him spit ever. And that's saying a lot, because this dude can rap. Um, a lot of people said that Cole got Benny on the track. To me, they they equally matched up. I can see why people say that. You know, Cole got him. I can see why people say that Benny held his own. I, but the thing is, the song is so good, and the fact they started the project that way. I love that. Um, definitely going to be a top 10 track before the years over with, like I mentioned for the whole album, because honestly, you know, when it comes down to the spitters, you got to be on a level like that. Uh, the back two times with Stove God. Um, I've been waiting for a Stove God, Benny the Butcher, you know, track together when they talking that Brick Talk, that Pyrex. This, they were the, it was like they needed to be able to feature with each other. I need more of that. You know what I'm saying? I know people talk about Pusha T's albums, but these are the type of niggas that I listen to for that same shit. But I'm telling you, uh, produced by Derringer, and it was a good record. Matter of fact, this record was so good that Kevin Durant tweeted that Stove Guy's one of the best rappers. And that's one of my favorite performers, period. Just that reasonable drought album and everything. Great fit, great verse from Stove Guy. Uh, super plug i liked it you know it was produced by alchemist it was a cool little hook how he did it i really enjoyed that song weekends in the Perrys with bodie james i love bodie being part of griselda right now and even um benny said in um, you know the back two time song with stove guy he's like bodie today and tupac then you know and that and i can see that you know the thing about it is is that bodie has a good rapper's voice i know it's because we charisma tells me that's she he has a good rapping voice so i liked him on the track and everything and i can't wait for more stuff from bodie from griselda going forward now 10 more commandments y'all y'all biggie will be so proud because and i'm surprised that no one and and, and here's the thing remind you i haven't listened to every single rapper ever that could that's been out but the fact that i don't think that anyone else came up with the idea of doing this track is crazy 
the fact that he named some stuff and incorporated how the world works today actually is meaningful. Somebody literally wrote down all 20 commandments. So now it's it's like, yo, I don't think you can come out with more after that. And the fact that he had Diddy on it, just talking, you know, just, you know, doing that thing. When he said in the Breakfast Club interview, he played it for Diddy just because he wanted to know what he could change about it, what he can do for it. I thought originally, I thought that Premiere was going to get on the same track as doing a couple of scratches like he did for Biggie in the, on the, the original one. But that wasn't the case. It was just for the video. Video's out. Definitely check it out. But that, to me, is one of the songs I could just listen to once a day if not if i'm not listening to the whole album so 10 more commandments i love it and i love when he made the announcement about the song and everything tyson versus ali this is a good concept because of two things one or probably more than that but one thing i'll say this for tyson and ali both being bigger than prom but for the next thing the fact that benny and conway are like the same thing they're like the tyson and ali of the industry right now of the rap game and i love how they got on it on their shit and they both spit hot verses on it they never disappoint uncle bun featuring special yo for real Y'all, if y'all have not checked out 38 Special, y'all gotta check him out a little bit more because he be spitting, you know, upstate New York, they always got on lock. Trust, trust gang all day. I got to see him in the Conway show and I enjoyed it just for him spitting the best verse, which was from the, uh, from the Dirty Harry track. Actually, it wasn't Dirty Harry. It was, uh, not even gonna get into that. It was from the plugs I made out, but it was just the fact that right now Sunday school. <laughs> it's the fact that they got on their back and forth shit. I love it, and I hope we get the shot and stab series another one again between the two. But I I definitely enjoyed that track. Um, I hope we're saying it right. That was revenge. I it was a good one. It was a good one. But but when he got to Billy Joe, there's no skip on this album. I'm just letting y'all know this right now. There's no skip, but you have to listen to each track as it flows like that. But I definitely enjoy Billy Joe because, you know, him really just talked about his experiences, just like how he's doing all the other songs. But Guerrero with Westside, I'm going to tell y'all this. I love the concept of this song because he started the verse off naming his old songs. So he started off with the songs he made from the Tenet Talk 3. Then as you can see, it's progressed. He got into this burning the proof stuff. I'm telling you, he has possibly one of the best discographies in hip hop right now. Um, Buster Brick Nick, which was his name in Conflicted the movie. If you haven't checked it out, it's on Tubi, it's on Amazon Video. Uh, but if you haven't watched it, definitely check it out, especially if you have those apps. But I liked it because he's basically someone he wasn't acting, just like how he said in the the Johnny P's Caddy song. He wasn't acting; he was just being himself. It's Buffalo. He just went a different name. That's kind of how he did. The only difference is, is he didn't pass away because he is over a year. He, he he died in the movie, but at the same time, the movie's good. Still check it out, you know, if you like to. And Mr. Chow Hall. This one was the controversial type song. Really, I'll say polarizing. And I say that because he definitely had talked about certain deals where it was like the Shady Deal or meeting with Paul Rosenberg, which uh, was just the manager of Eminem and, you know, and Shady Records and everything like that. But he talked about that experience, which a lot of people thought it was a lot of undertone where he was maybe dissing like Conway, whatever. I don't know if there's any issues between the family, because I, you know, the Breakfast Club interview from Conway is the Santa whole lot. But at the same time, I'm not trying to pin nobody against nobody because I'm not that type of dude. Definitely, I'm gonna tell you all this right now. Tana Talk 4 is already in the running for album of the year. 
I don't know if it's anything pretty close. I mean, that Nas Magic is really hot to me right now. And that to me is a 2002 project. 2022 project, I should say. But yo, check out the projects. Uh, both God Don't Make Mistakes, Town Talk 4, Griselda, Drumwork, BSF, everybody. Westside does a good job putting these albums together and everything like that. If I was a rapper, hopefully I can get a good relationship with him to the point where he's doing my album. Because they do a good job at that. And you can tell both people have their lanes and elements that they were talking about. And this was Benny's last independent album deal before he gets with the Def Jam debut and everything. But uh, you know what? Since I talked about some music, let's go ahead and listen to some. Let's get into my favorite part of the show. You already know what it is. So before we get out of here, everyone, you know I got to do my favorite part of my podcast, and that is the Two for Tuesday segment. So since I mentioned earlier in the show when I went to the JoJo concert and she performed this live, I said I'm putting it on the Two for Tuesdays. So here it is. This is JoJo's Marvin Room. Let's go. Just saying you could do better 
that selection of Marvin's Room, the cover from JoJo. It sounded so good live. I know she only just did like the first verse, but still, it sounds good. So yeah. Um, and also real quick, you know when Drake had his version of Marvin's Room, he had like a little voicemail from the girl that was calling him and everything like that. And it made me think about a tweet where this girl said, I was going to call my boyfriend and leave a voicemail. But then when I realized he's a rapper, I don't want to be part of an interlude. And it made me think, yeah, that I could see something like that, excuse me, happening and everything. But yeah, um, let's go into the next one. You know, one of my favorite songs from the God Don't Make Mistake album from Conway. This is Chanel Pearls featuring Jill Scott. Uh, cutting through in the rows, Draco on the seat, I hope I'm making it home Head on the swivel, I always stay on my toes The ones you love most, wanna know what your safe really hold No morals in the streets now, niggas breaking the cold Smoke a blunt of pressure, this fame is taking its toll I'm thankful ain't no shows, I need a break from the road Put niggas in position, they still ungrateful, it shows It's fucking up my energy, shit is making me cold My life a series of drama just like them HBO shows When I die, I'm going out like the Pharaoh draped me in gold I'm still gonna run this shit till I'm 80 years old They realizing lately I'm the one that's been taking control Private table, car bones when we leave Miami Beach And I brought Santa Beach, your kiss tastes like a cane of peaches You got that shit on you, killing them, that's just saying the least You about to get away with murder, you my Annalise Got you the bust down Cardi, that's 30 bands at least Chanel pearls, Chanel bag, hold that Lambo key You always held me down, you knew me back when I ran the street Back when if you wanted some weight, then I was the man to see Back when I was trapping with a scale and some paraphernalia Now when I'm buying drip, I get measured and tailored My accomplishments, some of my day ones never was there for I just realized they feel like my success is they failure yeah. You wanna be a boss, you be resilient when pressure gon' build up. Some niggas gon' have issues with you and never gon' tell you. We, we, uh. We filled the buffalo night skies with our minds and sativa. I was your lady, your confidant, your sugar thighs, your soul believer. I know you. So I never trip. Fuck the little girls that you hit, waiting for the change they might get. They wanted that highlight from all the monster stones that you chip, all the little baggies you bag, and all the corners you sit. Intense, some would call it symbiotic, different, and every part of simple intense. Why I fuck with you most was the you that I get. It was the rhymes that you spit, your confidence in the dick. Why we stay close, we wasn't monolithic. My lane taught you some game, you got me nice with a blip. In that apartment on May Street, you played Wu and Ella Fitzgerald, I read Nietzsche. You let me sleep, woke me up with a big ass smile To eat some pussy, more than cloaks, more than kinky, more than blood I know you feel me Even in the Taliban, hand in our hands, lyric, oh, oh. 
Because, you know, I had a different perspective of it when I was in the right headspace and everything. So, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, from Griselda, the rap from Buffalo and all that type of stuff. All upstate New York rappers and, and performers and everything like that. So, big shouts out to all of them. You guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't mention this, so I'm going to go ahead and mention it now. I might be, at one point going to every other week of doing the show. Um, I, and I say this as in like, we don't know yet. The only reason why is because I think, um, like how I took my little break prior, you know, to, you know, starting the episode last week and now for this week, it made me think like, yo, I really want to give you guys good shows. If, if the episode makes sense or if it's just, you know, I have an idea how I want to do it, I'll definitely want to release it. And, um, at one point I may just, you know, look back and like, yo, I don't have an idea or if I don't have a guess or anything like that, I may not come out with it. So at one point I might go every other week. I might not even do it. It might, I might get to the point where ideas just float and, or I have a guest or just things that might work into his favor where I could just go every week until when I decide to actually take the next break where I can go a few weeks off. Cause you know, maybe it's just slowing the part of the year, everything like that. Um, but, uh, I don't know what's going to be happening next week, but I will tell you this. Definitely stay tuned. So if you don't see an episode, at least I give you guys the heads up. But nonetheless, still support the show. And you can do that by first following me on Instagram and Twitter at Access Code Pod. If you want to, you know, maybe one day have a two for Tuesdays feature or, you know, maybe possibly want to guest spot on the show, depending if the situation definitely makes sense. Hit me up on accesscopod at gmail.com. Go ahead and listen to my podcast where you guys listen to podcasts. And the reason why is because I just decided I'm not going to just say all the names no more. It's, what, six of them? Six apps? Maybe even more coming on the way? Who knows that? So, if you're already listening to the show, you're already listening on something. So, yeah, let's do that. Uh, or just check out my link tree in those uh, in the comments and everything like that. Plus... Uh, please give your boy a five-star rating and review on Apple and five-star rating on Spotify because they can do that. Uh, the two for Tuesday stuff definitely will be on the two for Tuesdays playlist. Um, you guys will hear that and everything. At one point, I'm going to change over to another one. Once I probably get to episode 50 or I feel like it was enough music beforehand, that way we kind of go off that so it's not too many music overbearing everything. But I like to mention this. You know I have to say it at the end of all the episodes. You guys, I love you guys so much. Thank you once again for listening to Access Code. Fly Pod! Yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>